Psalm 133, verse 1 to verse 3 states, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment or unction upon the head. That word ointment there also means unction, an endowment, empowerment, or an anointing upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments as the Jew of Hermon and as the Jew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So that's obviously referring to the anointing. And it reveals there what happens when a priest or a high priest was anointed for service or for their ministry. But I want to draw your attention to verse 3. It says, as the Jew of Hermon and as the Jew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. What's that referring to? That's a prophetic type of the New Testament Christian church. There it says, as the Jew of Hermon and as the Jew that descends upon the mountains of Zion. Usually wherever you see the word Zion in the Old Testament, it's a prophetic type of the New Testament Christian church. The New Testament Christian church is Zion. And there where it refers to the Jew of Hermon and as the Jew that descends upon the mountains of Zion, that's a prophetic type of the anointing upon the church. Are you getting this? I said, are you getting this? This is referring to the anointing upon the church. When a priest of the Old Testament was anointed for ministry, a ram's horn was filled with fragrant anointing oil and poured over his head. The oil ran down the face through the beard, dripped, collected on and stained the priest's garments. Now the priest had to wear these garments every time he performed his duties. He was not allowed to wear any other garments or any other robes. He had to wear the robes that he wore when he was anointed. Why is this so important? Because as he did, the sight of the oil-stained garments an aroma of the fragrant oil would waft into his nostrils, reminding him he was an anointed priest of God. He had been sanctified, consecrated, separated unto God and his service. And so we too have been made priests and kings unto our God by the blood of Jesus and have been anointed for an intimate relationship with him and service. Could I get an amen? Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 to verse 6. Let's read it. Can we have that on the screen? Revelations chapter 1, verse 5 to 6. Does this make sense, people? Is someone learning something? It's very powerful. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's the key right there. Now verse 6. And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, the word there clearly tells us we have been made kings and priests unto his God and Father. How? By his blood. In the previous verse, it says by his blood. Or because of his blood. Now, priests and kings were always anointed to fulfill their ministry or their service, right? So the priest and king is anointed. This here is referring to the church. 
we are priests and kings unto our God because of the person and blood of Jesus Christ. That means we're also anointed. All right, just as Jesus is the anointed Messiah or Christ, we too are anointed. Why? Because we're in one with and intimately connected to him. We are in a covenant with him. We are married to him and he's married to us, which means, which is the same in every marriage. Everything the man is and owns belongs to the woman and everything the woman is and owns belongs to the man and they share everything they are and have with each other. Are you with me? It's the same with Christ and the church. Everything Christ is and has belongs to us. Everything we are and have belongs to him. And we are being conformed into his image and likeness. And because he is the anointed Messiah or Christ, you and I are also anointed in him. Can I get an amen? Is this getting through to somebody? You are anointed. Can someone say, I, I am anointed. Say it again. Say it again. And don't forget it and keep reminding yourself because sometimes we forget. The enemy likes to help us forget this. The enemy likes to lie to us and say we're not anointed. We are anointed. In Christ, we are anointed. Yes, in Christ, we are anointed. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 to verse 10 says the same thing. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 to verse 10. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Verse 10. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Now, who's saying this? Who's declaring this? The departed saints in heaven. It's the departed saints, the departed men and women of God in heaven who are saying this. Here it says, and have made us kings and priests to our God. How? By his blood. It says it again in verse 9, by his blood, by the blood of Jesus. So kings and priests are anointed. Jesus Christ is the great king, the king of kings and a great high priest. And in him you and I are kings and priests unto him and unto God, which means you're anointed. Just as Jesus was and is and forever will be the anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. In him, you are also anointed ones. Someone say it again. I am anointed. Say it again. Once more. We're anointed. We're anointed. The next time you're looking in the mirror, tell yourself, I'm anointed. The next time the enemy comes against you, tell him in his face, I'm anointed. The next time you face that problem, that test, trial, difficulty or hardship, look at it between the eyes and say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed. You know, just declaring that over yourself will change your life. Because even if you don't believe it right now, as you continue declaring it in faith according to the word, you'll begin to believe it. That's what you are. You're anointed. And we are to God the fragrance of Christ and spread that fragrance or anointing wherever we go. 
Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15. There where it talks about the fragrance of Christ, it's referring to the anointing. And we are to God the fragrance of Christ and spread that fragrance or anointing wherever we go. We're to spread that to everyone we meet. We're to transfer that to everyone we meet or impart it to everyone we meet. How? Well, some of the key ways is through the love of God, through your words, your actions, your gifts, ministries, and offices. That's how it's done. 